What's up, Patriots? It's another week. Just kind of put in the history books, and uh, we've been looking forward to getting back into the swing of things and doing lives, and um, we're still setting some things up, so a lot of this stuff is rough, but um, caught a lot of the uh, headlines over the last week, and uh, it, it's 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 been disturbing. Um, it's been vindicating on a lot of levels. Um, because all the things that we've been saying about whether it be immigration or whether it be the raid or, uh, the FBI or any of those things, um, the evidence has all came, you know, uh, rose to the top. It's, it's there for anyone to see. Um, of course, a lot of it's being ignored by the mainstream media, but they can't hide what you can go look up for yourself. Uh, for people who are not just agenda-driven, but really want the truth and what's really happening. That's that's one of the things that really gets me is they think we don't know or that we can't find out the truth. And there's so much of it out there that, granted, I truly think that about a third of every news feed, no matter where you get it from, is close to the truth. It, it, um, I think that the, they all the have some truth sprinkled in uh, yeah. to a degree, to a degree. From various viewpoints, and uh, you know, and in this country, every opinion does count. It's hard to swallow, especially when something is so far out and 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 even detrimental. Well, I wouldn't say counts. I say everyone has a right to an opinion. That doesn't yes. make it right. And, and to voice there, it. There, there are those. There are those that should that 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 feel that these children should be able to pick their own genders when they can't pick their own bedtimes. Or identify um, as the opposite sex to and, go into a public bathroom. Yeah, and you know what? The the from my point of view or perspective uh, and belief in the First Amendment, I shouldn't be able to stop you from thinking that, and I damn sure can't stop you from saying it. But I am sure as hell going to stop you from implementing it and doing it for for sure. Um, by any damn thing that I can possibly do. Uh, until you back me into a corner and force me to have to come out swinging, I'm going to try to do it in every legal, legal way moral. that you can, moral, uh, ethical, ethical way that we can possibly do it by votes, by uh, uh, assembling, by by just calling our Congress for a minute. Yeah, boycotting. If need be. Whatever, whatever it takes. But when all that fails, you, you know, you answer this question for me. What would you do for your children? People constantly say in every way, I would die for my children. I would kill for my children. I would this, I would that for my children. Will you live for your children? That's will, the will biggest you, question these days. Will you live for your children? Will you go to school and, and, and talk to the teachers? Will you go to the school board meetings? Will you take a, a, an account exactly what it is they're telling your children? Will you, will you verify that's exactly what they're telling your children? And... If that's not the truth, and they are teaching your kids some kind of woke form CRT style of, uh, you know, educating them or whatever, um, and sexualizing them at a young age through their curriculum or exposing them to some of these books now that the libraries and these schools have that show nudity, that, that, that say things that children have no business seeing or saying. You know, um, I can remember sex ed when I was in sixth grade. It showed nudity, but I had to bring a form home and return it, yep. signed or unsigned, 
I had to re return that form. They had to know that my parents knew what was going on. But here's the question. What do you do? You go to school. You've done all these checks, right? There were teachers holding secret meetings in clubs with kids where they were literally telling them, don't tell your parents. So now the curriculum, even if it's not posted publicly, that they're doing this publicly, they're being real slick about how they tell your children uh, or, or give them the lesson plan that they don't want you to know they're giving them. Um, what do you do? What do you do if you find out that's what's going on? What do you do when you go to school and you find out the teacher has been um, indoctrinating your child with some sort of an idea that goes against everything your family believes in and that you believe in? or That every, ultimately it it's, goes against everything needed for the child's safety to have children to raise their children so that they can go grow old. And watch their children raise children. Isn't that the goal? The, the Bible Isn't that says one of the goals. The Bible of life? says to um, to raise your children up in the way that you want them to go. And when they get older, they will not depart from it. Um, we're, what we're doing right now is we're trusting a public education system um, and the Department of Education. And typically, I don't trust anything that starts with the Department of anything. Um, but uh, we're trusting them because we're not given too much of a choice in some cases uh, with the education of our children, but it, they've chose to indoctrinate the children. And then they use the FBI uh, and, uh, and weaponize them against parents and called parents that spoke out and, and, and domestic terrorists. Here's something. Let's, let's approach the people. You know, what would you do? What would you, what would you call a person that secretly holds meetings to teach young people a moral philosophy that is detrimental to those children, to the future. Or to what your family believes or adheres to. What, your, your family... Put a label on that person. Put a label on that person and then think about what you're doing. The depth of meeting secretly to push an agenda to sexualize kids, to change their sex to make them think there's something they're not what kind of power trip I, <laughs> is is it based on fear or is it based on power a combination of both and what kind of power do you want is it or is it not a sick human being that in a sense kidnaps other people's children to make them believe something that they're not for your own ego well uh, I mean, put a label on that for for me, please. Somebody else. I'll let you put the label on. I want to hear it. It's a sycophant. I, I, I don't know how else to call it. Th this person or these people who take this approach, who take your child and try to teach them as if it's their child. And, and, and there, there, there's a line. When you go to school, you should learn math, reading, history, uh, you know, the, the basics. And... And as far as the lessons in morality, it should be like don't steal, lie, things like that. Um, the but morality there's, there's... should be posted and adhered to. And I believe that's we grew up with that. And I believe that is still. Yeah, but there's there comes a there comes a point in time where there is truth, which is a standard truth, 
a truth that cuts down the center of right, left, and all that other weird stuff. Two plus two is four. It, but then there comes a time where you stop teaching the truth and start teaching your truth. And when you start teaching your truth to children and bringing political opinions and agendas into the classroom, because what they're, they're this is my this is my take on what they're really trying to do. Right? Imagine this. You have a world full of people who are socialists. You have some who are capitalists. You have some who people who are gay. You have some people who are not. Some black, some white, some Asian, some Mexican, some all whatever it is, right? From all walks of life with all kind of different uh, beliefs, perspectives, and, and, and things like that. Um, what what they've done is, and in, in, in there, there are folks that out there with some very sick, twisted, things that they do um, that they want normalized what the left has done is and I said it before and I'll say it again is they remove standards standards this is this is the standard for what's acceptable and what they did was they said it's easier if we don't have a standard because if we don't have a standard then we're not judging people we're 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 accepting everybody so when there's no standard there's no judgment and everything's acceptable and then if everything's acceptable then I can't be discriminating against you because I accept everything I'm completely non-judgmental I'm a completely accepting person right so that sounds great on the surface but let me it tell you absolutely what absolutely does but if you accept everything and there is no standard and standards are set for the quality of life for the for, for society, for of, society, of everybody. That's, you can have whatever kind of standard you want in your private life, but in society, there needs to be a standard that can be adhered to from right, left, middle, in between, whatever. There needs to be a standard that we can all live by. Laws are a standard. There I, I are didn't, laws. I didn't bring it up. I didn't bring it up last week when we did the 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 live, but just out of respect, and I didn't want to really touch on it and talk about it, but. It needs to be done because then I wasn't taking my own advice because I stayed quiet on the subject and I told you about it. But my wife and I, we went uh, we went out to a restaurant and took my grandson with me. And uh, it was a friend's restaurant. It was owned by someone who I know very well. And uh, as we're at the restaurant, my wife determines, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to get this, that, whatever throughout the night. You get a little few drinks in you whatnot. And she says, you know what? Uh, we're getting ready to leave, but I'm going to go use the restroom first. And I'm sitting there with my grandson, and he's eating his snowball. And I said, you know what? It looks good. I'm going to get me one, too. Um, I got up with him, and we went to go walk toward the restroom area as well, where this man, man, uh, he was clearly uh, not a straight man, uh, and, and it was apparent. His appearance, he was advertising the fact that, he wasn't, which is his choice. That's not where the story is going. Um, where where it's going is, is I was standing out in front of the restroom waiting for my grandson to come back out of the restroom. And my wife was in the female woman, she style restroom. Um, this man decided he was going to come around and he was going to go into the restroom where my wife was. Now, there's a male and a female restroom right there. And I immediately stopped him and told him, that's not happening. My wife's in that restroom and you're not going in that restroom. 
Well, the look on his face, kind of like, like, why? Are basically, are you going to stop me? And I told him just like this, and I say it, it proud to anyone. I'm not participating in your sick little delusional world where you want me to buy into the fact that you are a woman to the degree that it matters not what dangles between your legs when you walk into a woman's restroom and that you want me to play the part of agreeing that you are a woman when you're clearly not and I am supposed to accept the role that you have for me in your head, which is me calling you he, she, her, or they, them, whatever. And you want me to do this because this is what you made up in your head that morning or, or the, the perspective of which you adhere to, which you are perfectly fine to do. And the crowds of people that are willing to accept that norm and that are willing to play along with that norm, you can absolutely do that. I have no problem with that. It's a free world. But in that same freedom that we give you to say, go ahead and do whatever you will in your personal life, on your personal time and your personal place, to come into society's place. A place where we all have to exist and get along. Um, and get for, along, feel safe, be comfortable, live a quality of life. I am a Christian man with Christian values who believes Christian things and wants to walk my way of life. So when you get two people who are 180 degrees, uh, believe 180 degrees different, all you're going to get, you're going to get two things, two possibilities, two possible outcomes. We're either just going to knock heads and it's going to be on, period. Because there's no, because you want me to change and I'm going to want you to not be the way you are. And there's no coexistence there. There's no tolerance there. Or. Which is a divided world, which is what we're getting to. Where we're at and right now. And it's only going to get worse. Or we can agree to disagree and I can respect you and you can respect me. And by respect me and these particular situations like this restroom situation I meant don't go in there if my daughter or daughters or grandson either way if, if my grandson's in in the in the restroom and there's a, a a woman that wants to go it's not one way or the other it's it's completely you know the same societal norms we've always adhered to before you know what 10 minutes ago and yeah. Yeah, that's why they have the shapes with the names and the, the labels. If you don't like the labels, gender is not that's separated. Your problem. That's the <laughs> standard. G gender, gender is not, uh, gender is not separated from sex and biology. It's, it's not. And um, I, I think that uh, Ben Shapiro kind of just takes that one and not. I mean, hits a grand slam on the answer for that. But it's. But no one has to hit a grand slam on an answer for that. You don't even have to be too wordy. It's common sense. You can be feminine. You can be masculine. But if you're a man, you cannot be a biological woman. Male or female. If you are a male, you cannot be a biological woman. And if you're a woman, you cannot be a biological man. You can have masculine traits and he can have feminine traits. 
But if you think you are the sex to which you are not, that is a disorder in which I believe that you need to get treated in some way. And I don't want to tell, I, I don't want to, to judge anybody based on um, any disorder whatsoever um, that they have. And the problem is right now, it's not necessarily the people who have that disorder. It's the sickos in the public who enable it by telling them that it's normal. That those are the those are the people that that have the issue. If I was hearing voices and I walked into a psychiatrist's office and I told him, "Doc, I'm hearing voices," he would lose his license if he told me that they're real voices. Make friends with them. They're cool. Tell them I said, "What's up?" He, he, if he if he enabled if he enabled my, my my disorder to that to that extent, and I'm having auditory hallucinations, hearing things, he'd lose his license in a heartbeat. But the, the thing is, is that these people have a real, real problem. I and mean, gender dysphoria, or, or it, it's, it, it was called a few things in its day. But it's obvious, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a man who thinks he's a woman, or a woman who thinks she's a man. And feels like, but they literally identifies with, not in this, in the small, very small, group in which I'm referring to right now, these are people with a true disorder who really mentally feel like they are really a woman and a woman who really feels like she is really a man. Matt Walsh did a, um, he did a, uh, uh, a video and, and he, this whole thing is like, it's called what, what is a woman? And he walks into, uh, the psychiatrist, this, uh, trans psychiatrist which is kind of perfect, really. And um, so he sits, a woman. sits down with her and says he's talking about this guy who uh, he, he thinks he has one limb missing in his mind, and he, he doesn't feel right because he feels like this arm should be gone. And I know I'm paraphrasing. But essentially, at the end of the day, to fix him from having this, this, this disorder where he thinks that he's crippled when he's not, or maimed or whatever, um, they cut the arm off. And now, oh, I feel so much better. Do you, do you, she says, man, they're really sick. They need to get some help. Um, they got mental problems. And he says, you don't see the correlation? Yeah. No, no, not at all. They ignore facts. And they try to make people think, they try to make the normal folks of the world think, and I said normal, yes I did. Um, and the reason why, just let me digress for a second, the reason why I said normal is because that's exactly what it is, normal. If you take 100% of the people in the world and you poll them I'll about these issues, anything that is over that 50 plus percent mark, becomes the norm norm being normal so Except when we the use point. the term normal we're using the actual meaning the actual uh using it contextually normal the normal folks understand very well that they are the norm and that these people represent a very small uh portion of the population and they're here's, actually being used for political ends well, and that's the sad the part thing. about Hold it on. they're just being Hold used on. you know it's great to be supportive it, it's and in this world today, you know, we want to be supportive. 
but what are exactly are you supporting? Are you trying to intentionally, knowingly support the demise of the foundation? You know, of the no. To foundation? them, it looks like freedom. To them, they're fighting for freedom, but the freedom they're fighting for is no rules, no wall, no no immigration people to meet people. That, nobody cares if they have documentation. No one cares if people come in from. No one cares what bathroom you use, if you're a male or female. They don't care if the kids are being taught these things. They don't care. True it's freedom just, of the mind with no, you know, freedom without responsibility. I, I get that. I, it's a great idea in my mind. And, and I would it, love to live like that. Isn't it freeing just to think that there's no but, no rules to adhere to? It's societal norms. You can just say point. everything is good. And you know how much easier it would be for, for us to just go out in the world, go to work, go anywhere, and just get along oh. all of a sudden? We'd be accepted like that. The moment right. that we just gave in and, and we're like, okay, yeah, you know what? Except, I was Except then you start getting into... Freedom. Well, I don't have to work for my food. I don't have to work. For Someone my should supply it. Someone somebody should pay should my bills. It, but at some point, somebody's got to work. At some point, there's there's a systematic order of life, and and yeah. in this country and every other country on the face of this earth, you have to adhere to certain aspects of truth. But what they're Physical doing, right? labor to provide home, mm -hmm. mental labor to provide the the thought processes to build those homes to produce something a year down the road two years down the road there's emotional work emotional effort accepting people accepting that life isn't the way you want it to as an individual but you'll never have a sense of accomplishment you'll never you have a sense of accomplishment you'll never have a home you'll never have food on the table your kids won't not have not that clothes. someone else doesn't give you yeah, and at some point, so few people can only provide for so many before the whole thing collapses. And if you want that collapse, there's no freedom there. It's a fight for everything you can, a literal physical fight for everything you can. And if you think the mental and emotional fight after that isn't going to be a thousand times worse than what you're going through when you have all of this, the opportunities, food yeah. on every corner. Granted, supposedly the water is getting scarce as far as clean water, and that's the new gold, the new oil, and I believe in that, and I, I, that's why I consider myself an environmentalist. I want cleaner air, I want cleaner water, especially for the future generations. But somebody has to go out. I've lived in the mountains for, well, months, for weeks on end, months. I still had to get off of my ass. I still had to grab a bucket. I still had to walk down to the spring. I had to get the water out of the spring, wait for the bucket to fill up. The whole time looking over my shoulder because there's grizzly bears, there was moose. If you've ever pissed off a moose, you think pissing off somebody on the street <laughs> is bad. You got no clue. I'm Don't pet the fuzzy, what is it? Don't pet the fuzzy cows, the t-shirt that you see around Yellowstone. Yeah, it's it's a concept that, it, and it's a reality. You know, it's a reality I chose, but you choose where you live, you choose how you live, and there are certain aspects that you have to adhere to to be able to be part of a community, to provide for yourself, because so few people can only provide for so many to a point that that demise happens. And if you want that demise, you think life's rough now, Imagine fighting the movie I Am Legend 
all those wolves coming through. Yeah, there's a bunch of deer and you can shoot one, but all the wolves coming through. Nobody for support. Nobody watching your back. You know? Well, At some point, reality has to set in that, that it's unacceptable for your sake, for the children's sake. You know? Here's something. What is, what is the end game of this other than quite possibly the cleansing of the earth with fire? You know? Here, here's the thing. Watch this. Watch this. So intentionally causing that? There's, there's, here's a guy. That, that's my question. Please answer that. Here's a guy, right? What is your end game? Here's a guy. His name is Bizzle, right? And, uh, and, and I'm not a real big uh, rap guy, right? That's not something that I'm really into so much anymore. Um, but the guy has a song called Poppin'. And in this song here... I'm going to take this to a spot where he's talking about the little boy being changed to a little girl. Listen to the, listen to the verse that he says, because it's so true, all the way down to tricking people into getting abortions. I apologize for the long interlude, but watch. Listen, listen. How the pilgrims did the Indians. To a lifestyle that don't allow you to reproduce. We brought it up. Watch. Abortion is free for you. Watch this. Here's one of the blankets for her Abortion is free for you. Tell you're giving them the freedom to. See? This. Now, he's the real definition of woke. This guy is the real, like, the real woke, not the fake woke that we have to deal with uh, in, in our everyday lives right now. But the real woke. I mean, he said it. He was right. He says they slip them a blanket, which means they're giving you something they think that, you know, they want you to think is good for you. Here, here's a blanket. You know, you're cold. Here, here's something to keep you warm. But what they're really doing is slipping you a poison pill. And, and, and what you're doing is is they're going out. In, in promoting abortions and they're promoting their sick agenda, but they don't do it all over the. You don't see Planned Parenthood in 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 middle class neighborhoods, and you don't see them in upper class and white neighborhoods. I bet you don't even have a Planned Parenthood in Malibu. I, oh, they <laughs> but they they Margaret Sanger, who is a, a devout racist, who who compared black folks to human weeds. She was a sick racist. I ain't even gonna say the rest of what I was thinking, but. They, they did this intentionally, and they marketed their services intentionally to people in uh, minority areas. And uh, beyond that, they tried to tell everybody, you know what, uh, abortion is only 5% of what we do. 5%. It's, it's only 5% of what we do. So when Roe v. Wade was overturned, 
they lost their federal funding. We've been trying to get rid of their federal funding for forever because we don't believe that the government should subsidize murder. But here's the thing. They took their federal funding from them. Now they closed a bunch of their locations down and say that they're going to end up having to close down if they don't get funding. Why are you closing down for only 5% of what you do? You got 95 other percent of something that services. you claim that you were offering as far as services. But the moment that you lose your federal funding for 5% of what you do, you're, you're closing the doors. It, maybe it's because you're a bunch of sick people who sell baby parts and kill children. That's maybe why you lost your federal funding. Maybe it took this long. You know, for, for people to finally put the right Supreme Court justices in that don't care about the popular anything, just like me, I don't give a damn if the whole world changes around me. I've said it before. I'm going to be standing right in the middle with the double, you know, whatever, just flipping. I'm not changed. I'm not coming off of my square. And that's just the way it is. And uh, last night, we went to uh, we went to Stain concert. If you know anything about me, you know I'm an Aaron Lewis fanatic. I love the guy. And, um, it, you know, he's uncancelable, which is one of the reasons I like him. He's like Dave Chappelle. And you say what you want because the people that like him are not going to stop. And they're not going to stop buying his music. We're not going to stop listening to him. Uh, we're not going to stop going to his shows and supporting him. That's It's that simple. But we're at the, we're at the Stain concert last night. And, you know... You had a bunch of people from all walks of life, from all walks of life. You think it's just a bunch of middle-aged white folk, you know, going in there and it, it's not, it's not. It's every body you can possibly think of in there at a show, all having a great time, all respecting one another. Not one fight, not one, none of that, none of that, period. And, and I've been to so many shows, I've never even seen any anything like that um and and as we're leaving out of the theater we're, we're walking out and it's a big group of people and everybody just starts all in one note one course usa us out of nowhere and the whole crowd is just you know it, it, it made me, it gave me hope. It gave me just for a second. It gave me the ability to think back and remember the America that I used to live in. The one that my dad and grandpa told me about. The one that my grandfather almost lost his life fighting for. Um, and, and that's the main reason, too, that a lot of us take up this fight. And we uh, promote these things. And we try to bring awareness to people who otherwise wouldn't listen um, to a degree, because if you just agenda driven and you're just on the left and you're not going to hear what we got to say, we're just going to knock heads. And that's just the way it is. But if um, if we don't do anything and we stay quiet, the folks that went to war and, and I don't think people really, really think on this hard enough. Imagine you're taken over to a foreign country, World War Two, Korean War, whatever the case may be whatever conflict you got sent into you got a family at home you got bills you had a job you had whatever it was right that you got waiting for you back home but you're over there in uniform with your AK or M16 or whatever M1 M4 M5 
sounds fun to me. But um, you're over there. You're getting shot at. Your buddies are dying. Um, and, and, and I've seen people lose their lives in front of me. And it's not something that you easily get out of your head. Um, it, it, it's, it's hard for me to justify staying quiet in order not to cause a problem or not to hurt someone's feelings. Um, because they disagree with something um, that has always been the norm for our country, our way of life, and our society and our culture in the United States that they're trying to do away with. And all of a sudden, sticking up for that culture, sticking up for those beliefs, sticking up for your constitution and your right to free speech um, has became a battle that we shouldn't have to fight. But we are fighting it but it's it's like if we don't fight it and we just sit down and allow these things to happen you're spitting on the grave of every man or woman that ever put that uniform on and went and fought and made the ultimate sacrifice who's never coming home who's never going to hug a child again who's never going to do any of that child's never going to hug them all for what all for what? So you can come home and cowtail to a bunch of people that that don't have your best interest at heart? To the AOCs? To 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 the Barbara Boxers, Diane Feinstein's, the Adam Schiff's? You know that Adam Schiff, when the uh, whole situation was going on with Trump and they were trying to impeach him for the false accusations they made about him, uh, about Russia, and the phone call. But Russia is the one I'm focusing on right now. He went in and he had a meeting with the FBI because he made a bunch of statements that he had irrefutable proof and he even held up a manila folder. And then when he got sitting, they sat down with the FBI and they asked him, hey, what proof do you have of these accusations that you're making? And um, do we have any evidence that Trump is really colluding with the Russians? And he unequivocally said, no, I don't have any proof and I have no evidence. We don't have it. Right, so that's what he told the FBI. Same day, less than 24 hours. Same day, right on the news. We got him dead to rights. We have the evidence. Right after the interview. Right after the interview with the FBI. So, folks, what you don't understand. The headlines are. What, what you don't understand. Imagine this. Imagine a spy, right, that we train in America. We train a, we train a spy. They go over and they become Russian. They become whatever it is, wherever we send our spies, because I'm sure we got some, right? And they, they go over there and they become that. They don't break character. If you catch them in a lie, they're trained on how to get around those types of issues. You're not gonna you're not just gonna beat them down in an argument and they're just gonna say, Oh, well, you're right. It's not gonna happen. That's what you're looking at on TV right now. That's what you have in office right now. You have a bunch of elected people who are trained and who received a lot of foreign money to lie to you, to usurp your shortcomings and your victimhood in order to push an agenda that they want, which is just them in power. Nancy Pelosi, all she wants is power. Hillary Clinton, all she wants is power. All they want is power. To do what with? To, 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 who knows? That's the big thing, right? Because 
what, what, let's what, put some speculation in there to maybe get some transparency, get people to to interact to, because we were talking about headlines today. You know what you see in a news feed, and once you go into it, are two completely different things. I watched it. I saw a news feed that says Joe Rogan uh, chokes out a guy. MMA fighter says don't don't run up on him. And when I, I saw the headline three or four times before I finally got to the video, and what I saw was Joe Rogan having a civil conversation with a guy at a bar, at a public place, and they were just, met, you know, they were holding to their points, and it was fairly serious, and they, and they you know, a very uh, intelligent discussion. Um, came down to the guy said something and pushed him like that Joe like this and Joe says do that again or I'm gonna choke you out the guy said something pushed him like this Joe jumped up put him in a headlock put him in a good choke move you know kind of acted like he was setting it down or maybe set it down a little bit the guy tapped his shoulder Joe let go jumped up on the deal and, and they started bullshitting again you know the it, it I was, wonder how much of this misleading through through headlines and everything here's something that that really gets me like the you were talking about martha's vineyard and the a-listers and everything like this yeah yeah the will smith slap all this different direction attention all this stuff on things Slight and I, I truly believe that the slap was just a phony was a play was an acting play between two participants they really it's either that it's either that or Chris Rock Chris Rock really deserves some kudos for that because he didn't react. If Will Smith would have put his hands on me like that, we would have been both going to prison that day. As I guarantee you, this guy excuse my dog. Um, as I guarantee but, you, if he would have hit me like nothing, that, we, nothing it, is it, as it, it seems. Nothing is as it appears. <laughs> you know, millions and millions of of illegal immigrants, and I don't know. The news feed I said that Joe was like, there can't be that many immigrants. There's not that many people coming over because there's too many checkpoints. And as far as illegals coming through, through the desert, over the fence, through the water, the exact number. To grandmother's I, house we go. I, I, you know, and I saw a news feed that Eddie pointed out and said two million. And I'm not disputing it, but I'm saying I believe that there is a lot of bullshit going on in the world. And the exact number... If we have such a labor shortage and there's that many illegal Mexicans coming over and we know that they come over for work. I mean, we accept that the majority of those people that come over here are to build a better life. You know, it's a common accepted knowledge has been for decades and generations. There, all this uh, jobs available yet. People I, going, I don't know. I don't know what happened down. to the labor force, but here's what I can tell you based on my own experience. Um, we have we have a lot of thousands of jobs, hundreds of jobs. You know, going day to day to day to day, but can't get a job. And I asked you one time. I said, "What do you think the possibility is? Is that if a company advertises a job, they get a tax break or they get some sort of uh, benefit from it, even though that company doesn't truly intend to hire somebody for that position that they're advertising?" That that's not what's going on, and I and I've experienced it firsthand. Uh, we got a construction companies owned by my parent company across the entirety of the United States. I've been managing projects, um, doing what, for my end, doing what I do for about 20 years. Um, 
it's only this year that I've ever seen when um, we're building either multifamily or it, it, it could be um, schools, whatever the case may be. Um, our subs can't keep guys on the site. We had guys the other day, we're in America, right? We had entire crew not show up for work because it's Mexican Independence Day. We had entire crew also not show up the Monday after Super Bowl. They just didn't show up. They didn't tell you they weren't coming. They didn't, none of that. They just don't show up. Cinco de Mayo, don't show up. Don't show up. And the reason why they're able to get away with it. Hell, I had somebody very close to me who had employees steal. Got caught stealing and selling what they stole on eBay. The place caught them red-handed. Showed them, hey, we got your eBay store here. This is our stuff from the job. Why are you selling stuff from the job on eBay? You know what they told them? Keep working. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. They, they, it, it, the people are willing to put up with things that they normally wouldn't put up with. And they're also willing to hire felons in a lot more places where they weren't before because there's such a labor shortage. Now, the people coming straight over here from Mexico into the United States cannot just enter into the regular labor force. You'll have a lot of them that do that. What they're doing is borrowing Social Security numbers from people and things like that so they can get a, a paycheck that they can cash. But they can't because of e-verify and other things which were i'm grateful that we have and i wish we had better um they would uh they cut they come over and they can't just go to jobs they can't go to labor force they can't go to your daily stuff so they end up um getting public assistance and things like this until they can get their uh their status worked out and then they can go to they can go to a regular job but no they can't just enter straight into the workforce and the amount of people down there coming across the border is so great that we have a family member that works for the Department of Interior who just got called up from the Department of Interior, along with, I'm sure, many more, to go down to the border because the Border Patrol agents can't handle it. They can't handle it. We're seeing, we're seeing entire, uh, even the people that are coming here are not even, most of them aren't Mexican anymore. They're Venezuelan and uh, all Colombian and, and, and all types of places. You don't even know where they're coming from. But they have caravans that are millions, I mean not millions, excuse me, hundreds of thousands of people that are coming from all different continents, even around the other side of Mexico and South America. that are coming from Guatemala, Honduras, all these places. So that two, that two million number that they have, we, we, we've tracked it. We, those are numbers that anyone can verify because, believe me, if the administration that's in charge right now didn't want you to know there were 2 million and they wanted you to think less, then they changed the numbers on their own website. They're the ones checking them in. They're the ones, that's where the number's coming from. So on one hand, they're saying, it's not a crisis, you know, look this way. Meanwhile, they're posting the numbers for you to see. So... They're real numbers. They're real numbers. And, and and by and large, all those people are coming over here not having to adhere to the same rules that we have to play by. Like when they were coming over, they didn't have to get shots, right? Which I'm I'm for. I'm 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 not for that shot, you know. But you know, the thing is is if I go to another country, like I wanted to go to Ireland super bad. Uh, it's one of my bucket list things that I want to do. I want to go to Ireland, but I, I, I'm not even going to book a trip because I have to get this vaccine, and I'm not doing it. 
I'm not doing it. Sold football tickets to a game that I could could have went to because uh, Allegiant Stadium had a vaccine mandate that that they put in place after we bought the tickets. So then guess what? That is no longer. I, I'm not. They, it's, it's not in effect now, but at the time it was in effect. I didn't go to the game because I was not going to go to the game. I wasn't going to get a needle put in my arm for a drug I didn't know nothing about because they won't tell you what's in it or show you the real data for 75 years. Um, if it was safe, they'd be telling you exactly what was in it and giving you all the da the data for the study uh, and all that. But I, I don't want to get off Speaking off topic. of the vaccine, uh, I guess it's bye-bye Fauci. He, uh, he retired or did he get retired? No, he's, he's well, probably a little bit of both, right? So he's, Fauci is retiring, but guaranteed once the Democrats are out of power, once... Once we get take over the, the Senate and we take over uh, the Congress, believe me, Fauci and a lot of others and a lot of others are going to answer for what they've done because there's no doubt that he participated knowingly in gain-of-function research where they take a virus or disease or mainly virus is virology, right? So it's a virus. And then they try to weaponize that virus or make it more intense or more powerful. And we knew this early on when Mike Pompeo was saying these things. They were, oh, he's a conspiracy theory. The lab leak thing, that's a fake thing and all that kind of stuff. You mean to tell me it originated from Wuhan and a lab called the coronavirus. <laughs> all the stuff that needed to happen for this to take place where it took place, that all happened. And the name of the place gave it away, and it, and it originated from Wuhan. And so a pangolin, and a and a uh, what was it? It was something else. A I pangolin and stuff. So, but the thing is, is the bat. I didn't buy into it. The bat, the bat that they said that it came from didn't even come from that area. It was somewhere. So they, it wasn't even sold in those wet markets. What they were talking about, and then the scientists that finally came out and and and, and blew the whistle. You know, I heard about it for like a hot minute. For like it was like a hot minute. She they did. had the they had the cure before they had the virus. The, well, the the they, they had the, the vaccine. Shot. The vaccine was proposed prior to the virus coming out. Is what I read. Um, and not only that, it was a business deal that they all kind of profited off of. Here's this end game that I'm talking about. That I brought up earlier, and we and that's not saying hold up, but just to make just to make myself clear, that doesn't mean that that doesn't and that's not me saying that uh, that everybody knew. I, I don't I don't know that everyone knew. I think there are a lot of people that are in the wrong place at the wrong time. In this instance, people that work in a place and then all of a sudden they're a part of something that we they don't even know up, there's a part we of. We brought up one time when we were talking, and then. Trying to figure out this end game of these radical people seeking power um, that are in that have some power seeking power. The end game, what they we brought up that, and it's been mentioned before, population control. You know, there. That's the, what it is. That's that's and, what the LGBT whatever movement is. That is that's what the the, the abortion issue is about. That's what the vaccine, that's what this whole thing is why, about. Why would people, my question is, why would people be so worried about population control unless there is some truth to 
there. I'm worried about it. Look, I'm I'm not naive. We have seven billion people in the world. If we okay. just multiply like rabbits, like we didn't have that many, and just as far back as the seventies, oh, yeah. we're like three, four billion people, yeah. right? So just do the math now. It, it, the more people there are, the faster it grows. We won't grow at the same rate because growth is exponential. Yeah. So now you're growing off of seven billion and not three, four billion. So if you do that, the resources that we need to live in this country, jobs, food, all those things, it will food, it, water. It, 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 what, what's going to happen? Just is survival. It, let's, if let's some face, don't, if some don't die, just survival. If some food don't and die, water and materials for shelter. But, but what I'm saying is, if some don't die all will die and now here comes the question that everyone asks who gets to decide who lives or dies you know no god. nobody ultimately, no, god. ultimately god is the only person that should have that that say so but the thing is is that we're in this situation with men like bill gates and these people who absolutely believe in population control and They've not hit a single. They 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 are not hiding how they feel about it. Um, they they're pushing their agenda with population control. Your Georgia Guidestone is one of those things that people believe in as well, where it says the population has to fall to some extremely low number. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, you have Bill Gates, you have uh, Melinda Gates, of course, and. Uh, you, you got a bunch of people that are involved in a plot that it seems to me that all goes toward the same thing. People not being able to either reproduce, because that's that's essentially what happens, right? If if I get if I feminize the male population, I'm not worried about them reproducing. You know, one of the biggest hold on and I'm not stopping on this one, one of the biggest things in my my running days that I noticed and had people talk about, and it brings me back to the Billard administration and Oxycontin, one of the biggest negative effects in, a, in, a, in an opioid app, uh, addict is, especially in the males, especially in the males, is their lack of ability to reproduce through because of erectile dysfunction. Um, I really, truly believe that that was a thought back then for them when they made it okay, even though uh, Clinton says, hey look, we're gonna, all these uh, welfare people, we're gonna drug test them. But if they had a prescription for Oxycontin or any one of the other opioids that they were giving out free of charge you could go to a doctor and have to pay for a broken arm, but you didn't have to go to a doctor because your toe hurt and get a prescription for 50 Oxycontin 20s a month. 60, you know, two 20s a day. And a lot of the men that I ran into with opioid addictions in my day, in, in, my, in my period, and I still see it today, is a lack of a, a testosterone. And if I forget the exact chemistry of it, but opioids actually encourage uh, estrogen production. I mean, it's it is a. In my experience, when I was running and gunning and shaking a bottle and doing you, all you know what shit, else does that? 
What? Estrogen, marijuana. And so, it lowers the sperm count significantly. You know, and I'm former pothead myself, love pot, and yes, I've done heroin. I've done, Here's the thing, though. I've done most things. Monsanto, right? Let's just talk about all of the factors. Like, you've got your people that you're after, and I I am really not much on the Clintons, and I don't care how many cabinet members they've killed or had killed. As a matter of fact, you go back through the books, and you think of Benghazi in 2015, Rockslide Alley in 2011, and there's a lot of people who know what I'm talking about. There were those emails that caught her giving information to the enemy during a gunfight in Benghazi in 2015. Yeah. It, it, it was so sad. It was so sad to see that those emails were caught. Like they were literally frozen. They were set up. They, they were. They were, set up they were printed for. Gunfight. They were printed for everyone to read. Where she's literally saying, "No, don't tell the press this. Don't tell them this is what well, happened. Goes tell them that what that. happened." And she's xing out what they're writing and giving them the statements, telling them the lie, and then giving them the lie. You remember the first emails. thing? Do you remember the first thing they said after the Benghazi stuff happened? What they said, the reasoning was it was uh, that they were that it happened was there was some man in California who made a movie, and in the movie, um, he made, it was something about Muhammad, and so these people were protesting over there as a result of that because of a YouTube movie that this man created, and it was the furthest thing from the truth ever. The guy, did you she know the hung, guy? The she guy hung that out CIA agents out to drive. Oh, it, it, she hung out it, office workers. There George people, George Bush did too. <laughs> Valerie Plume was his target. Uh, he literally outed her while she was undercover in the field as a CIA operative because her husband wrote an anti-Bush editorial. Here's something. I'm no fan of Bush. I'm a conservative as they come. I'm 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 as a libertarian as they come. But let me tell you, this man Bush and George Bush, his daddy, his brother, all of them. His daddy created uh, the CIA. Is, is, he didn't create it, but he was the director of it. No, for a he while. created the CIA from the OSS in oh, the, right yeah, after World War II. But he you have you have a family that's that's just they're globalists. They're globalists. And they're they're secret society folks. They they're all skull and bones. Um, they've all they've all participated in in uh, the stuff up in uh, what's that Bohemian Grove? What Bohemian Grove? <laughs> yeah, uh, Dick Gergen even even talked about it. Mm-hmm. Said that he was a member and said that the people there were great. It, it, it's a it, it's a place up in the northern uh, area of California in the redwoods where a bunch of rich folks go and uh, it's all male and they go in and wear these wild looking druid style robes and sacrifice bodies and like effigy to this owl god on an altar and it's very real and it really happens i mean this sounds made up it sounds crazy i know believe me i know but um, it really happens, and, and, and believe it or not, Alex Jones got it on film and got Dick Gergen to admit to it live on an interview right after 9-11. He went into New York. They were having a, uh, a convention, a political convention. I don't remember if it was Republican, Democrat, anything like that. But um, he catches him just kind of walking down the street and runs up to him and kind of ambushes him with an interview. And he said, uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Bohemian Grove. And the guy goes, yeah, I'm a proud member of Bohemian Grove. I like the people that go there. And then he goes on to ask him about the ceremony, uh, which is called the cremation of care. 
And this owl god is Molech, who's in the Bible, right? He's in the Bible. They sacrificed children to him in the Bible. They, God talked about him in the Bible. Um, but these guys are going up there. And our government, and our media, and they're participating in these kinds of uh, ceremonial, ritualistic things in these places where they don't allow uh, cameras or people and they're not allowed to talk about what goes on there. So that's why Alex Jones kind of broke into the place and uh, exposed it. We had, we had people, Angela Merkel, who's the, who, who's Sounds one of the... a lot the, like the Masons. The, oh. It's way worse than that. As a matter of fact, uh, um, it's, an, uh, it's an offshoot of, uh, of uh, Skull and Bones, the Bohemian Society. And it came from, believe it or not, it came from, uh, it also is uh, called the Tool Society, Tooley or Tool, which is T-H-U-L-E, like the elevator, yeah. right? And um, what, what it is, it, there, there's a, the, yeah, there's a, there's also like these things you put on top of the cars, they're called yeah. tools. Too. But, um, yeah, so they, 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 these were, these were all groups that, believe it or not, Hitler's people belonged to at one point. And they've trickled down from that to here. And you have Angela Merkel, who's the, the I don't know, it's the prime minister or whatever it is from Germany, um, who said that the Bohemian Grove was her uh, was a favorite his favorite place to go to hold these ceremonies. So they, 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 we have people from out of the country, in other heads of state, and other governments, and other places that all culminate together and run around in robes and sacrifice things to effigy to an owl god in the middle of a redwood forest in Northern California, and and it's it's crazy, but it's true. <laughs> Now, That's the craziest you know, part I'm about it. I my Bible and everything, but this owl god, is he anointed from God? No, um, it's evil. He's a god of pleasure. His name is Molech, and they sacrifice children to him. That's how they appease him with innocent blood. That's literally, I mean, it, it, I mean, it, I understand how weird it sounds, but it, I, I don't it, doubt it. It literally, it literally is, uh, is, is a fact. Um, in, in fact, if... Uh, Bohemian Grove is what it's called, the Bohemian Grove, and uh, let's see here, Grove, and uh, documentary or video, so if you look, here's the, uh, there's the Owl God, right there, that's them, that's them, they're, 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 this is exactly where it's at, now, Brad Metzler, who did, does History Decoded, um, is the one who's, on, that created that particular episode but so alex jones children to a god of pleasure and they are supposed to be our leaders mm -hmm. and they make decisions R richard gergen richard gergen here let me see if i can't get the richard gergen uh video so he actually this is a guy who's a presidential uh advisor from like clinton to bush or I, I don't it's, it was several presidents um, and he's being interviewed here watch this Richard Gergen to interview Alex Jones because Alex Jones kind of ambushed him and uh, he didn't like it so much but yeah I, it, it's it's just like it's just like YouTube to uh to not have what you're looking for when it's they're, they're so they're so biased 
it's so sad and and it's you have to literally go to search engines and and get tour browsers and vpns and all types of dark web stuff going on on your devices just to look something up so that some algorithm can't block you from finding the real the, the real videos or the things you're looking for i used to watch like a documentary uh every night on my phone i i mean on my my devices that's how i would go to sleep i'd listen to documentaries and um all the it used to be so many of them on all types of subjects and they were awesome and now you can't find anything you can't find anything they have changed everything alex jones interviews richard gergen see i go i'll go on uh, trying to make us go doesn't mean we have to go along with it um you know, we bitch and moan about a lot of the things, you know, going on today. Um, I know myself, I, I skip out on appreciating a lot of the things that I think a person should, and I know I've been able to in the past. How about some solutions? I truly believe that in this day and age, even though they are lacking in the implied immunity, I think you called it, I truly believe that... Qualified immunity qualified immunity that's what yeah what that's that's the that's the whole reason cops are trying to find hard to, to be able to do their jobs okay here, here we go listen New York at the RNC and bring up skull and bones at Bohemian Grove that is the sexual side of this and that binds them together in the cult so David Gergen I said Richard Gergen I apologize Bush to Bill Clinton also a prominent member of the Bohemian Grove, the offshoot of Skull and Bones. Now, I hate to use Alex Jones just because of the connotation that goes along with his name as a source for anything, but the video can't lie. Here's the actual interview on video. We're talking to David Gergen, and he has advised several presidents and, of course, has uh, written quite a few uh, books and uh, is a, I would call you a political pundit or researcher. Commentary and over the hill, whatever. What do you think of this circus? Well, I haven't seen all the protests yet, but I've never seen as much security for a convention as we have here. There's been a lot of uh, news articles and reports saying that there's a heightened risk of terror attacks. Uh, do you think that that's? Uh, do you think there's a chance of that? Or? Yeah, I think it's very real danger, and you've got it's the Madison Square Garden is sitting right, you know, basically on top of a uh, train station. That Boston uh, convention was right on top of a train station. Yeah, I just have to remember that trains are very uh, accessible, vulnerable. Okay, one last question. I read a Washington Times article many years ago where you got a comment about the organization, and then now it's been in the Wall Street Journal, it's been in a lot of different newspapers, and that's the Bohemian Grove. And back in, what was it, 1996 when you joined uh, as a Clinton advisor, they were the Republicans were criticizing you, oh, what about Bohemian Grove? And then you countered them by saying, hey, I don't run around in the woods naked. What did that mean? I don't, I don't, I don't know what... I don't know what quote you're referring to. I'm not aware of any quote like that. Uh, listen, uh, I am a, a, a happy member of the Bohemian Grove. I like the, the folks who come there, and uh, it's really inappropriate for me to uh, talk about a uh, uh, the group beyond that. Thank you. Have you been there for the ceremony with uh, the cremation of care? That's where they sacrifice uh, the body. Frankly, that's, uh, that, uh, I don't think that's something I need to talk to you about. That's the actual video of him doing it. Where he snuck in and took his camera in. 
That's the owl god. That's them all dressed up in robes. Got fire is right in front of it. Well, I'm Alex Jones, and I snuck in there in 2000. This is I'm the guy that blew a wide open. It's not a real human. It's an effigy. It's a, oh, it's a mock. See, and there, there's that. But there's a lot of big that, public officials going in there. That's why I said it's an effigy. It's a, it's a mock sacrifice. Okay. But if you go in there with an understanding, you violated that understanding by releasing that film, and I don't respect you for that. You, I'm sorry, you took an understanding when you went in there that you would not do that film. And you did, did you have an understanding when you went in there? No. Did you crash it? Yes. Yeah, and it has no trespassing signs there too, does it? No, they put them yes. after. Oh, I'm I sorry. I'm sorry, sir. I've been there before. See, I know what I he's, he's sitting there worried more about how he got in or what he filmed rather than what's going on there. He didn't want to answer any of those questions. And he even comes back to watch this. Yes, sir. And I'm sorry you've done that. Deny, deflect, and counter accusation. Watch what he does. But what about the ritual? Is the ritual genuinely? Sir, I don't owe you this comment. You, 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 you have, you, this is what's called ambush journalism, and I disrespect you for that as well. So thank you, you, you and goodbye. The ritual? Let's leave your damn business. Oh. So he asked him point blank, have you participated in the cremation of care, which is the ritual where we sacrifice a fake body or an effigy? Did you take part? And he goes, I don't owe you a damn answer. If you didn't take part in something so evil to, to, to a satanic or demonic god up in Northern California where... No trespassing signs are all around, and he's worried more about that than did you take part in the ceremony where they're sacrificing something to a satanic god? Do do did you? Uh, I don't owe you the answer. If you didn't believe me, it would have been the quickest no that ever was. It would have no, uh, uh, not me. But he didn't say that, so it's it's, it's exactly the same as a yes. And then you look back at who were act, who else were members of this. The Bush family, Alan Greenspan. There's a long list of people who were members um, to this, and there's all sorts of rumors as well, like homosexual behavior happening up there, um, all types of things. If you even if you go into the town where Bohemian Grove is, the town that surrounds it, and you go in and try to ask people about it, they won't even answer your questions. Like, don't ask me. Like, they're scared to talk about it. Yeah, there's. There's some altering mindsets, and of course, you can't tell me that they don't get out of character, don't seek another place in their mind, in their, uh, in their whole spirit and soul, without some sort of chemical help. Well, um, there's that adrenochrome thing yet, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know too much about it outside of the. The few documentaries to which I've watched, but I can't say that I truly believe them, right? So, so supposedly, what do you truly this, believe them? I, don't, I don't, I don't, there are times, I watched a few documentaries um, months ago, and, and, and they were talking about um, a lot of these children that are taken, and they were surmising to what end they were taken and where, what's going on for real. So what they were claiming is that there was a cabal of high-powered people that were involved in human trafficking of children. 
Kind of like QAnon? Kind of like, uh, well, exactly like QAnon. But they, yeah. what they were doing was calling out things like what Jeffrey Epstein was doing. And in one yeah. oh, thing, I... they were literally calling out Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's some little validity there, but you can't verify the rest. And the reason why we can't verify the rest is because they won't let us see the rest of the evidence I, that Elaine Maxwell held on to. I will tell you right now, I have but, seen... But, but hold on, hold on. So, so, so the, 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 the documentary goes on to say that children's brains produce some sort of chemical that these people um, use as a drug. And it's called, uh, and I may be mispronouncing it, but they say it's called adrenochrome. And uh, let, let's, let's look up what, what adrenochrome is. So, adrenochrome. So let's take a look what it is. So... Adrenochrome, a chemical compound produced by oxidation and adrenaline of a subject, a subject of limited research from the 1950s. So, supposedly, this chemical, uh, they get it out of the children. And, yeah, see? I wonder so, if uh, unborn fetuses have it. This is, this is uh, adrenochrome, QAnon, blood harvesting, conspiracy. See, these are conspiracies. And in and, and the QAnon thing, uh, although, you know, some of the things they say sound, uh, and, and they do quote some very real statistics, but the stories behind um, those statistics and where they take you for what they believe or the theory that they're presenting are things that I, I just can't. Um, say, let's say this. Well, I hope they're not true, and there's no proof that there is, but there's no proof that there isn't. So we don't know. Well, what do you, What do you think about uh, Donald Trump playing a QAnon song at his at one of his? Uh, I think it was the Ohio rally. What's a QAnon song? Um, and this is according to a news feed. I wasn't there, obviously. But I'd, I'd be because I watched the one in Ohio last night. I mean, the night before last, the Youngstown, Ohio one. Uh, no, I think it was a couple of nights ago. Yeah, I watched it. He was at Youngstown, Ohio. I watched that, it live. Is that his, the only one? That's the only one. Yeah, he was in Youngstown, Ohio. And, and I never heard of QAnon producing music, so that's why I'm saying. It, it, it is one of those instances where if QAnon put out some type of a documentary or video and use that song in their video. Which, QAnon song at Trump's rally isn't the only conspiracy he's. So let me let me go through this. So they they think they think that Trump is like a pro QAnon uh, president, and that he's dropping constant hits, hints, and what he what he says to uh, kind of let them know that he's on their side or. Something like that. Okay. It's w kind of crazy. It's WWG1, WWGA, an abbreviation. Where where we go, one, we all go. And um, the name of the song they were hearing, and I can't. He was wearing a Q lapel pin. The storm is a cousin is coming. Um, yeah, but see, that's, that's where I, I don't buy it. Because if he was wearing a Q pin, wouldn't you... Wouldn't you put a picture? Yeah, that's... And I was just wondering... Because that's what I'd heard, you know? I, I don't buy it. And, and, and you know, there, there are a lot of conspiracy theories to me that shouldn't even be called conspiracy theories anymore because they're 
the actual fact. And it, the Jeffrey Epstein sex tapes? They're fact. They're not conspiracy. The, the fact that there is a, is a client book is a fact. It's not a theory. Um, uh, there's a lot of facts about what happened on 9-11 that aren't conspiracy theories. They're just fact, period. Like the, the, the plane, the 757 stands 75 foot tall, has 143 foot wingspan. I know because I looked it up. I did the math. I read. I just don't take whatever they tell me on the news as fact. I do the research. Right. So it's 75 foot tall. It's a hundred, got 143 foot wingspan. The across Washington Boulevard after taking off from taking off from Dulles Airport, it did a, ch a, a turn in uh, a passenger plane that no pilot has been able to reproduce since. They haven't been able to reproduce it on any simulator. There was a group called Pilots for 9/11 Truth, and it's still around. Um, but they haven't been able to show exactly how this plane would have been able to pull this off. And now here are list here are the list the uh, pull off being able to make that. Uh, turn because evasive maneuvers are disabled on passenger planes. You can't do this on a passenger plane. Your planes are limited to uh, evasive maneuvering. They won't even allow it. They don't program them that way. So now, not only that, remember, 75 foot tall, 143 foot wide wingspan. The building it, it flew in to it flew into the Pentagon. It lowered, got to a certain level. It flew above the lawn didn't touch the lawn so he just flew above the lawn through all of these telephone poles and everything that were there the wings didn't get clipped off and wings on a plane are not very like they're not they're strong not sturdy <laughs> you can rip them off if they hit something they're coming off and so they didn't the, the wings didn't fall off the, it, you've seen the 10 by 16 foot hole in the side of the Pentagon round hole and you saw windows on both sides of that hole. Now, both windows beside that hole were intact, had the glass still in them. In the middle was the hole the plane supposedly hit. That hole was only 10 foot by 16 foot. Was there a big, big tear? And the pictures that and the video I remember seeing of it, there was no big trench where a it wasn't. ton <laughs> it wasn't. metal object. It wasn't. There was just a hole like blown and not only that not only that so there was a hole that was bigger no excuse me much smaller than the plane that would have hit it uh there are no wings on the lawn because those windows were intact now the wings would have hit those windows it would have smashed in the building there would have been wings outside there would have been wings all over the ground there would have been plane parts there would have been bodies there would have been luggage there would have been all kinds of things right so none of that you but have the one thing we can't deny all the way the down planes that hit Look, well, hold, hold, hold on a second. So when you get to the inner portion of the courtyard of the Pentagon, there is a round hole, a perfectly round hole, and nothing on the other side of it because it was incendiary. I mean, it blew up in, 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 when it went in. Now, talk about what happened the day before. Donald Rumsfeld comes on September 10th, said $2.3 trillion was misappropriated from the Pentagon, and they blew up the financial center of the Pentagon the very next day. Once they said, $2.3 trillion are missing and we're going to find out where it comes from. Boom. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because the, 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 the plane, <laughs> the plane, it's not a plane. It was a damn missile. Let's just, I'm just, what else could it have been? 
what else could it have been? You had 168 cameras that all failed. That when they were subpoenaed, they people looked for them, filed FOIA applications to see the other cameras. This is the most protected airspace in the whole United States of America. And you release five frames. And in those five frames, all you see is a point, not a nose. You know what a plane nose looks like, right? Oh, yeah. It looks like a, it has no point to it. It's rounded. Take a look at those five frames when you have a chance. Just look at them. And, and, and pause it. It's the only frames. So you're not going to see gradual motion. But you will see when it enters into the frame, it's pointed. It's got a perfect point to it. Now, not only that, I've seen witness videos where um, people were saying that they saw a streak of smoke come in from over the Pentagon and where it hit. You had uh, the gas station across. Now I'm from Baltimore. So this is an area that I know very well. All up and down that whole Washington Boulevard, I've seen it a million times. Been there a million times. There are cameras in hotels and all over the Pentagon itself, in the in the gas stations across the street. There are so many cameras. Right after this happened, they went and they took all the cameras, all the footage, and they held on to it. And that's why I know the exact number. 168 pieces of film. 168 cameras that would have caught part of or all of what took place and they took them all and when they filed the Freedom of Information Act request to get the footage they were told they malfunctioned but they released five five frames come on people I mean I you're not that naive and if you if for the people that say you know what that day they were they were doing they were no one's ever envisioned people running planes in the towers you know what they were doing that day? They were running a drill uh, in, in which they released a, a, a work pack for. And on the pack, on the, on, the, on the training booklet, it had the World Trade Centers and crosshairs. They were running a drill of what happened on the day it happened. And the rest of the planes were out uh, fighting uh, fake Russian MiGs uh, that were out over Alaska or somewhere out that way. So uh, they they we they said we didn't have any planes to to, to send up. Uh, it was just a and and it, and it never have happened before that day. But uh, a president, Dick Cheney, took over NORAD. Now, no president in history has ever been in charge of NORAD. It's always been the military who that's their thing. That's what they do. But Dick Cheney requested that he be put in charge of NORAD. What is NORAD? North American Aerospace Defense. Leon Panetta was the uh, the uh, he basically he was in charge of transportation. He was the transportation secretary, something to that effect, right? Department of Transportation head or whatever. He he said, I walked into the room where he's talking about Dick Cheney. He walked in, sir. The plane's thirty minutes out. What do you want to do? Nothing. I told you. Comes back later, sir. The plane's twenty minutes out. What do we do? He turns around. Have you heard orders to the contrary or whatever, something like that? Nothing. Stand down. All the way to 10 minutes. Nothing. They let those planes hit their targets. That's the reality of the situation. You have the most 
uh, let's say, put it like this. We, you have bring four planes. Like you bring it up like that, and we bring up the Democrats and the Republicans. No, this is neither one. This is neither one. This is bigger than that. That's what I'm talking about. This is the military-industrial complex. I keep bringing up in our This podcast, is globalists. I keep bringing up that the senators, the legislators, you know, Congress, all our lawmakers, you know, I, I bring up, you know, and we all know, and we all talk about it, that they're bought and paid for. That's the only way they can get into office, much less keep an we office. Gotta, we, we do have a new breed, though. We have a completely well, on, new me, different let, breed. Let me finish. That's what we say is a new breed. Okay, but let me finish. And I've said that all those senators, all those congressmen, all those people fight the good fight mm-hmm. when they're at work, in their office, you know, in, in the, the halls of justice. They fight their good fight, but we all know that they go have dinner with each other. We all know that they belong to exclusive clubs together. Some of them do. Um, Absolutely. It's the WWE of politics you know, to a degree. It's, and it's. But you don't. I wouldn't. I, but see, this is when I say there's a new breed. I'm talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm talking about Ted. Uh, <laughs> Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. I'm I, talking I, about I Rand Paul. I'm talking about Ron Paul. I'm talking about John Kennedy, the not the John Kennedy the president, but John Kennedy the senator. Um, Josh Hawley, Matt Gates, uh, and the list goes on and on and on. Uh, Tim uh, Tim Scott. There's a lot of people. There, there could be a lot of people that that are now. Their way. This you is why. Remember, Ted Cruz has been around for what twelve years, uh, at he, least eleven I but, know of. But he's always fought that same fight. Now, when they, when when Trump, when Biden, excuse me, when Biden is talking about MAGA, ultra MAGA being the biggest threat to, you know why he's saying that? Because there's a new breed of people that really want to return to the Constitution. They want to return to what the country is supposed to be and they're fighting and they're speaking usually the left would come up blame you for something you didn't do throw an allegation at you and you would resign and go away quietly i don't want to be hurting the press i don't want them saying stuff about my family and they go away and it didn't happen for the first time we had a president and we got many others now that are not not just him we've ron DeSantis and on and on and on that you can't you can't just bully you can't just get on the news and report fake and false stuff about them and expect them to coward and go away and say, just don't talk bad about me and I'll resign and I'll go away quietly. I just want to live in peace because that's typically what used to happen. That's what used to happen, but it doesn't happen anymore. And so instead of them admitting their wrongs and changing and coming to the table and doing what they're supposed to, they, they blame the people fighting them, which is ultra mega. You know that that kind of stuff, and and I'm I'm a proud member of that group, if not for being anything else, but a free thinking member of society, one where I'm not told how to feel or what to think about any particular given uh, uh, subject matter. No matter what it is, I can make my own mind up for myself, what is or what isn't, uh, you know good or bad or evil or whatever the case may be but at least I'll do it based on facts I'll go look first before I formulate an opinion and believe me you if anyone on my side of the aisle should not do any of those things or I can say that you know you broke the law believe me I'm not backing that man whoever it is I'm not agenda driven Uh, not agenda driven as far as I care more about the party 
than I do about what's right and wrong. Because I do care about the agenda of the party, which is the same one that I like. But I'm not going to adhere to a party uh, and worship a party either over God, period, not going to happen, or uh, 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 put all my faith in a man. What I will do is I will adhere to and follow anyone who follows the Constitution and the laws of our land. If you don't do either one of those things, then I'm not, count me out. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not for you. I'm going to do everything I can do to make sure people know who you are and know why you shouldn't hold whatever office you hold. I'm not just going to be like, okay, uh, he's a Republican, so no matter what, yes, 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 yes. Because I hated George Bush. Hated Dick Cheney. Did not like Condoleezza Rice. Didn't like all the, 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 the Project for New American Century they were part of. I didn't like John Ashcroft. I didn't like none of those cronies that were around him. And I knew it back then that he was a bad guy. And now you see him out of office and he doesn't miss a photo op with Obama. You see him at every function. Bush, George Bush, every function. I don't care what it is. They, someone had, somebody died and they're in Congress or whatever and they go in and they go to a, a, a funeral. Who's sitting next to George Bush? Obama. More photo ops, Obama. When they wanted the presidents to get all the vaccines and they were marching on the news, they were walking hand in hand doing photo ops. Come on, man. You, you don't do that unless you're a globalist too. You, and, that's, and that's what they're, look, they're, they're, they're pushing agendas of globalist government. They're pushing agendas for population control. They're pushing agendas to make people stay in fear. We're not worried about freedom anymore. We're not fighting for freedom anymore. Did I don't know if anyone noticed it. We're, we're fighting to be safe. That's, that's literally what the fight is. They're telling you, H1N1, be afraid. Food shortages, be afraid. Possible war, be afraid. Pandemic, be afraid. Be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. I got to say, Trump's kind of done that too, in a sense. He was not telling anyone to be afraid. He played down all that stuff. No, to not I'm talking play up the... in this new this new thing. Um, and again, I'm not trying to badmouth Trump. I'm just pointing out some facts that uh, in his speech at the the Ohio Ohio rally, that he said that they're uh, that he had a lot of supporters and they were going to do something. Um, if he's saying save America. <laughs> Save America from the things that we're talking about? That's not fear-mongering. That's just honest. No, but that people were going to do things like um, like there was plans to... Uh, it didn't quite say... Yeah, there was I, a storm coming, was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, there is a storm coming. Okay. In November. <laughs> in November, there's a storm coming. But... So the, they they they, they detract they detract away from what he says because they don't put it in context. And remember the speech on January sixth where he said peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard, but they cut that end off the speech and then they they put it out for everyone to see. Everyone, see. I even had an argument with my wife over it where she looked up the transcript online while I'm on the phone. I'm like, you're crazy. I sat here on TV and watched him say peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Plain as day. There was no incitement whatsoever from Trump and at I all. Say, zero. I say, in, back in my day, my they they they, they edited it, though. involved the firearm, and I was well known for that. Yeah. And they edited it though. In this day and age, uh, let's um, peacefully and patriotically. Absolutely. Um, 
And I'm not saying, I've always been a Second Amendment advocate, obviously. Um, the, the, the left doesn't do it like that, though. The left tells you to go out and jump on people. The left says, if, if it were up to me, I'd take him out behind the, the bleachers and beat him up. And they kept on saying it. And then you had multiple celebrities threatening the president's life in interviews. You had Madonna doing it. You had a bunch of people saying things that if 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 the standard that's, we're, that's a big problem with this country. There's a lot of gun flapping going the, on. The, 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 the sta if the standard was applied evenly across the board, right and left, you would have so many people in trouble for threatening the life of a president. And here's the thing, and, and I've always been, and I've always said I this, always can't stand George Bush, didn't like Obama, was no fan whatsoever of Obama, and I am no fan of Biden, obviously. But let me tell you something. There is nothing... Nothing, not one. If I would never want to see a president, my president, a president of the United States, uh, be assassinated or do anything. Anyone who would who would advocate for that is is just an it's a naive dumbass because you know that 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 person is in a charge of your country. He's there, good or bad, like him or not, whatever decision he makes. He's your president, and if something bad happens to him, all that just shows is that's the way they look at your whole country. Your country can fall right after he does. Why would anyone advocate to have to want their own president? It, it, it makes no sense to me. Now, trust me, I want him impeached. You want, you want to talk about globalist power? I want him impeached. I want her impeached. I want the whole damn party impeached. But you want um, to talk about globalist no. powers and bringing up the the child sacrifice or the 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 apparent or the uh, imagined child sacrifice while worshiping a god. you know there here's one thing you know god in the old testament says thou shalt cast stones and purge evil from the soil period hmm yeah that's a quote from the bible the old testament oh yeah because it, it that's that's been dealt with though the, the, the whole turn the other cheek it. Turn the other cheek. That's that's all you got then. Well, no, it's it's not. It's 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 out of context. The idea that the idea that you would turn your right cheek to someone also uh, was you put it into context. So when Jesus was walking on the face of the earth at the time, people had slaves and they had what's called bond servants, right? So when you would address, you would hit a woman or strike a bond servant, you would do it like this. You're like, because they're not, they're not your equal. You're just like this. They smack them. Jesus said, you're right. I'm on my right one also. I'm your equal. So when he said, turn your right one also, he meant hit me like this. Huh. I'm not, not like this. So the, the, the idea that one, that a Christian is supposed to sit in the corner quietly because anytime he calls out any falsehoods or sin or whatever in the world that he's judging and you shouldn't judge well i can't judge i'm not god i can't pass judgment meaning i can't i'm not sitting on the bench i can't say jail 10 years or the death penalty or whatever but i can tell you that uh hoeing is wrong <laughs> i can tell you that stealing cars is wrong i can't tell you disrespecting your mom is wrong i can't tell you all those things but in doing so i'm not judging you I'm not judging you for calling out the sin, for calling out the depravity that I see in society. 
Because to pass judgment, I have to be able to pass sentence. And I can't pass sentence. But I can tell you exactly what I think about what it is you're doing. And about why it's wrong. And whatever else God says that I agree with. But the thing is, is that I don't have to be anti-anyone in order to be pro-God. It's just that simple. The people that uh, Shelly and I went out the other night and saw the concert with uh, were a homosexual couple. He knows exactly where I stand and how I feel about the whole thing. And I, I think everyone does because I think it's just an immediate automatic thing. That way people know not to involve me in certain conversation or activity. I make it known immediately. This is who I am. And I will respect you because I'm not going to force you to be like me. But there's a line that I won't cross. So I can't participate in certain things that you will do as a result of the lifestyle you leave. But I will respect you as a person. I will speak cordially to you. I will not let anything bad happen to you in my presence. I don't believe in people doing things to other folks out of hate. And I won't let that happen. Um, but... At the same time, I'm going to tell you I'm a God-fearing, God-believing Christian who believes full well that that lifestyle is absolutely abhorrent to God. For whatever reason, it God right determines. It's not got anything to do with how I feel or what I think or a rule I made. It very simply is just a Christian virtue. It's a Christian value. And people want to say God sends them to hell. God doesn't send anybody to hell. We do. We send ourselves he to hell. You, to choose to go you get to choose where you go. You choose wrong, that's on you. But you know exactly what you're what uh, what you're doing wrong and you know what you should do in order to fix it. But anyway guys, yeah, it's uh right. that's uh we're about a buck and a half, an hour and a half in, so we're going to go ahead and end this one this week. It's been uh, an interesting discussion on everything from conspiracy to current events to... To videotape facts and some weird-ass <laughs> shit, you know? Let's be honest. It was it was a cool one. All right, guys, so uh, next week, same time, um, we are going to be putting the... Uh, we're, we're, I'm putting together uh, an office space in the back. I don't think I can get a better bracket drop than what's behind me right there but uh we are going to take this uh show inside and uh do some uh decorating and setting up of the area that we want to do um the podcast in and hook up our uh, the rest of our equipment and things like that we've been slow going getting this to this level um and uh we thank everyone who's uh, followed us to this point, who's liked the page, who's chimed in on the things that we're uh, posting. And, uh, it, and and it's really a lot of love. It, I, I'll be honest with you. I get more positive, agreeable comments and, and things like that and, than I do anything. Um, it's so, out of the thousands of views and interactions and everything, that we get, I can count three negative ones, and it's the same people multiple times, but there are only three. I mean, and they, and they say the most asinine things too. 
It's really, really Check crazy. Check out the page. It's really, really, Check really crazy. Out, they say some really weird stuff. Like, the, I'll just give you one, for instance, before we go. We had a, we had a guy come on the page and say that the uh, the BLMers and the, and the rioters and all these things that were happening during the COVID thing after the George Floyd incident, those weren't George, those weren't uh, Joe Joe Biden supporters. Yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, you just lost all credibility, genius. Um, okay, that's uh, that's our show for this week, guys, and uh, we will be back next week to uh, see you again. You guys have a good night, and talk to you later, Patriots. Thank you.